Welcome to the Next Level Podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational message from one of our youth services. It is our prayer that this message brings encouragement and a blessing to your life. To find out more about Next Level Youth, visit us on the web at palaceofpraise.com or on Instagram at Next Level Youth Group. Thanksgiving's here, baby. Yeah. Man, this is, this is weird. Like, what, what is up with all the clapping? I, I, I'm all about it. Like, I don't need it. I really don't. But last week, I was like sitting in the question panel, and you guys kept clapping, and I'm just like, what the heck is going on? Because I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling you, like, normally about 15, 20 minutes in, I'm looking, and I just, I just some mean mugging going on. But anyway, if people still say that, I don't really care if they do. No matter how bad you want it to be Christmas, it is not Christmas yet. Thanksgiving is next week. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Thanksgiving comes first. Yes, right? Comes first. It's good. Thanksgiving is great all by itself. All right? So calm down. Everybody calm down. If you were to go back and look, <clears throat> have you ever heard of how Thanksgiving started? And, and we're not talking about the pilgrims, but like when we first established Thanksgiving as a holiday, Abraham Lincoln in 18, I'm looking, make sure I didn't get it wrong, 1863, he decided that from now on, the United States of America would set aside the fourth Thursday in November and the purpose of this day, it was a national day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent, that's the word he used, which means generous, means generous and good, Father who dwelleth in the heavens. So it was a set aside as a day to give honor and thanks where it was due to the God in the heavens, the one true God, Jesus Christ. And thanksgiving is a great time to reflect it's a great time to take time and give thanks and be thankful. And we believers, we as believers in Christ, we shouldn't have to wait for a season to be thankful. We shouldn't. In fact, being someone who is thankful, who has an attitude of gratitude, is what I would like to call it. It should be a regular part of who we are. It should be who we are. It should be how we live. This is what Billy Graham says. For the Christian, every day is Thanksgiving Day. Kind of cheesy, but the truth remains the same. Living a life of gratitude is biblical. You see it all through Scripture. In our main Scripture for tonight, okay, the Apostle Paul wrote this. And we talk a lot about Paul for good reason, right? Yeah, for good reason. Ephesians 5, 19 and 20 says this. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. All right, good. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always. Say always. always. And for everything. Say everything. everything. To who? God. To God the Father in the house of our Lord Jesus Christ. Tonight I want to talk to you just for a few moments. Uh, a sermon entitled, Thankful Always. And for everything. Thankful always and for everything. 
it's really easy to be thankful when things are going well. It's easy, right? Your needs are being met. You got a place to live. You got a full belly. You got a car with gas in it. Uh, uh, you got, right, Ethan? It's, it's tough, bro. You got warm, nice clothes to wear. Hoodie season is where it's at. It's too hot for a hoodie today, but it is where it's at. It's really easy to be thankful when your relationships are in a good place. You're getting along with your friends, your family. You're getting along with your girlfriend or boyfriend. You like your boss. You like your teachers. Things are good. When life is just good and you're in a happy place and you have plenty to have joy about, it's easy to be thankful. But that's just not life. At least it's not life all the time. It's just not. But Paul, he didn't say be thankful sometimes and for some things. That's not what he said. He said be thankful always and for everything. And we talk a lot about Paul, like I said, just a while ago, for good reason. But Paul wrote this letter, as he did several others, in prison. In prison for preaching the gospel, in prison for his faith. He wrote this in a dark, cold prison cell, in chains, away from his friends, awaiting his execution. And we've got a list, and we've read this list before of just some things that the Apostle Paul went through, the guy that penned, be thankful to the Lord, God the Father, always and for everything. This is what Paul went through. And I'm going to go really fast. 2 Corinthians 11, 23 and 27. I have worked harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times from the Jews I received 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spend a night and day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and often gone without food. I've been cold and I've been naked. Sounds like a lot to complain about. Sounds like a lot to grumble about. Have you ever had a day, a season, a month, a year where there was just a lot to complain about? A lot to grumble about. If anybody had something to grumble about that we in, on this earth, that we in the flesh would see as being permissive to grumble about, it would be the life of Paul. But instead, this wasn't a complaint when you go read the context, it was not a complaint. Instead of Paul just being a complainer, being a grumbler, sitting in prison, now did, I'm sure did he have feelings of, of anger and grumbling? Yes, but even though that was the case, he remained in a state and in an attitude of thanksgiving to God. He would give God thanks with his lips. He would give God thanks in his writings. Read the writings of Paul and see how many things, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit, a little bit of it, how many times he said, thanks be to God. 
How many times he said, thanks for your friendship? How many times he gave someone thanks and props and built them up and was proud of them and lifted them up and was thankful to them? He lived a life. He had an attitude of thanksgiving. So for the rest of this message, we're going to continue to look at the life and the writings of Paul. We're going to focus on some things we should be thankful for and how we can live out a lifestyle of thanksgiving. You ready for number one? All right. I told you the, the, the enthusiasm one will calm down a little bit. Be, it's like church camp or something. Be thankful to God for all the material blessings He gives you. Be thankful to God for all the material blessings He gives you. We live in a very materialistic society. That's the way it is. Oftentimes, to be successful means, the byproduct of successfulness is, means that you have a lot of things. You have a lot of possessions. You have a lot of worth because of what you have. Many people measure success in dollar signs, cars, clothes, houses. When you're my age, I feel like I'm really like wealthy when I got like a really fluffy towel. You know what I mean? When the towels are plush and fluffy, I feel like I've made it. I've made it. And we fight over those, those towels at my house. Amen? But it's not wrong it's not wrong to have material things. It's not wrong at all. Of course it's not. But those things should not and cannot control us, consume us, or, and or they cannot dictate how thankful or unthankful we are towards God. Have you ever looked at a friend, got jealous, and been like, God, why can't I have that? Why can't I have that new car? Why can't I have a hoodie for every day of the week? My friends do. Why can't I? If you're here tonight and you have an abundance of possessions, there's nothing wrong with that. This is not condemning that or, or bringing any kind of bad light on that. But I just want to be sure that you give thanks where thanks is due. Ephesians 5.20 For every Thing. Give thanks for everything to God the Father. Now you might say, well, you don't understand. My parents work really hard. My parents are really smart, and I work too. Well, maybe you do, and that's great. And you might work hard now. You might work hard in the future. And your parents might have worked hard for what you have. But ultimately, God is the one from, all, from whom all blessings flow. All good things come from God. God is the one who gave you, who gave your parents the ability to do what they do. Every breath is His. It's not yours. Every ability that He gave you is from Him. You did not conjure it up. You did not come up with it. On your own, it is so annoying. I've got friends who can pick up a sport like it's nobody's business. 
I sucked at basketball for so stinking long, and my brother with his stupid long arms did not in his athletic body. I got the face, he got the athleticism, right? I got the hair too. Amen. But I would just like get so, uh, so annoyed. But the thing about it, every talent that they have is from God. He gave me other talents. He gave me other abilities, right? I'm way smarter than my brother, for instance. Not really. He's way smarter than me. But anyway, you get where I'm going with this, hopefully. Give thanks where thanks is due. Thank God for all material things. Now, you might be sitting there saying, that's really easy if you got a lot of things, right? But what about people who don't have as much? What about people who aren't wealthy or rich or, or whatever? Whatever word you like to use. Philippians 4, 10 and 12. Paul writes this. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You are indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned. This is where you need to pay attention. I have learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Paul knew what it was like to be full. He knew what it was like to thrive. He also knew what it was like to be hungry. He knew what it was like to have an abundance, and he knew what it was like to have needs. But notice verse 11. If you'll put verse 11 back up there, Josh. You're the bomb, man. I've learned in whatever situation... I'm in to be content. What does content mean? Another word for content, to be satisfied. Other synonyms. 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 Pleased. Glad. Grateful. Happy. Cheerful. How do you overcome being unthankful even when you're in need? we got to stop focusing on all the things that we don't have. Would you just stop focusing on what you don't have? Stop complaining to God and to others. Stop comparing yourself to God or to, to others, excuse me. Instead, be thankful for what you do have, which is so easy to say, yet really hard to do but it seems that Paul learned how to do that and it and that ability is available to us if we are in Christ Jesus as well living out a life of thanksgiving to God requires us to thank God for all the good things he has given us no matter if we have plenty or if we are in need ready for number two number two be thankful to God for the people in your life be thankful to God for the people in your life. As you read Paul's letter to the church, as I said a while ago, he often expresses thanks directed towards specific groups of people or even specific people. He would even use people's names. Two examples of that. Philippians 1.3, I thank God in all my remembrance of you. Talking about the church in Philippi. 1 Corinthians 1.4, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus. 
<clears throat> Paul didn't thank these people because they were perfect people. Paul didn't thank these people because they did everything he instructed them to do. Oftentimes, that's why he was writing them a stinking letter. Because they were not doing what he said to do. Go read it for yourself. People aren't perfect. I don't know if you haven't figured that out yet. People aren't perfect. Your girlfriend looks really good for about three months. And that three-month mark, you start to see she ain't perfect. She's cool, but she ain't perfect. You know what I mean? Some of y'all know. Some of you are like, oh, my gosh, he, he got me. <laughs> People aren't perfect, except my wife. Relationships aren't perfect. I love you, babe. <laughs> they love you, too, I guess. Man. But we can't get sucked into the trap of pointing out and dwelling on people's faults. Instead, we need to be grateful for them, express that thankfulness to them, and express that thankfulness to God the Father for them. Now, disclaimer, that does not mean, and we've talked about this before, that some friendships are, 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 are seasonal. Some friendships just come for a season. They come and they go. Very few friends are lifelong. That doesn't need, mean that we always need to keep the same friends. Some of you do not need to keep the same friends you have. You just don't. But what it does mean is that we don't need to take people in our lives for granted. We need to express our gratitude towards them. I want to challenge you. Implement this in your life. Implement this with your mom and your dad or your guardian, whoever you live with, your friends, your relatives. You know, it's really sad. Um, over the summer, and, uh, let me go back. All right, let me, yeah. Just a few days ago, uh, my Aunt Dorothy passed away, and, and um, it was Jenny's mom, and she was an incredible woman. And I've heard so many stories about her life. And the sad thing, not with her, but just oftentimes, you don't hear about all the good things about someone, and, and you, people don't really praise people till they're gone, right? And that's just sad. And over the summer, my friend Skylar Kinsey, he, he became a doctor, and they had a night of celebration, and there was people talking about Skylar and how great he is, and he is great. He is an awesome. He is one of my best friends. And it was just great because people were all like, why do we, just, why do we wait to do things like this till someone's gone? Why do we do that? Instead, let's be thankful. Let's, let's express that. Let's not hold that back. Let's not withdraw ourselves. Let's be thankful for people. You ready for number three? We need to keep going. Number three. Be thankful to God in spite of our circumstances. As we've already expressed, Paul knew the highs. He knew we specifically talking more about the lows. Paul knew what it was like to be preaching, to be ministering, to be walking down the street, for people to come to Jesus, people to be healed, set free. He knew what that was like. But he also knew what it was like to be arrested and, and have rocks thrown at him and be beaten beyond belief. 
But Paul was able to experience the joy of the Lord and continue to remain thankful to God no matter where he was or what was going on. Like Paul, our lives, they're full of highs and lows. Hills and valleys, as uh, Jordan Feliz sings, I think. Terrible song. Hills and valleys. Terrible. Sorry if you like that song. Not really. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. This is what it says. Give thanks in all circumstances. Faith read this earlier. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances. Man, that's flipping hard. That's so hard. In good times and bad, our attitude of being thankful to God should not change. God is the same on the mountain as he is in the valley. He's the same God. Our circumstances can be ever-changing, but our God remains the same. Psalms 18.2, David wrote this, because he understood hills and valleys too, just like Paul did. The Lord is my rock and my fortress my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield in the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And we can stand on no one else or anything else. You can't stand on no one or anything. You can stand on Him. That is something to always be thankful for and to give God praise about. Because who our God is and who we are in Him, excuse me, we can find joy and experience joy. You can find joy and experience joy no matter what you're going through. No matter what life throws at you. Our God is so good. And we've talked about this before. Our God is so good that He's able to take the worst, the worst, and bring something good out of it. Romans 8, 28. Go check that out yourself. Moving on. Number four. Final thing of the night. Be most thankful for salvation and relationship with God. Most thankful. 2 Corinthians 9, 15. Thanks be to God for His inexpressible gift. Talking about Jesus Christ. Some days it's really hard to find something to be thankful for. And when I pray in the morning, I like to, that's when I like to pray at least like my specific designated prayer time is the morning. And I like to start with giving thanks. And that, man, some days that's really hard. But I can always, I can always begin to thank God for His Son, Jesus Christ. And thank the Holy Spirit. He lives in me and gives me power and that I'm not alone. And thank God the Father that I can always go to Him no matter what. No matter what. And, and we just, if we're in Christ, sometimes we just forget how great of a privilege it is. That that is the truth. And I, I talk about it so much. Maybe you get numb to it. But man, something to be thankful for that Jesus Christ came from heaven to earth and lived a perfect life and was beaten and, and beaten beyond recognition and just took, took on the wrath and the sin of the world on his shoulders. And he defeated it. He, it killed him, but he beat it. He rose three days. He did that for me 
so I might be forgiven, set free from my sin and my bondage, and I might have a relationship with God the Father now and forever. That's what Jesus did for me. That's what God did for me. That's what the Holy Spirit did for me. And I don't want to ever forget it. And I don't want to ever get in such a place that I'm not willing to just be thankful for that. Some days you might feel like there's not a lot you can be thankful for. I want to encourage you. There is, and you can. You can. But no matter what, no matter what, you can be thankful to God for what He's done in the past and ultimately what that means for your future. It means there's life beyond this. It means that death truly has no sting. That hell has no victory. 1 Corinthians 15. That you don't have to endure hell forever, but instead you can be with God forever and have eternal peace in relationship with God the Father. Don't, don't let this lose significant. Don't let this be a passion that, that dwindles. Let it grow. Let it develop. And if ultimately, if you are spending time with God, it will. It will. It will. And I'm going to say this, and I'm almost done. But any time, and I've said this before too, but any time someone gets sick of hearing about the cross and gets sick of hearing about Jesus, it shows that they are spiritually not where they should be. If you get to a service and you say, oh, he's just talking about the cross again. He's just talking about Jesus again. If that's you and you're like, just turn it off, that means you're in a dangerous place. That's what that means. That you've lost sight of what this is all about. Let that be a warning to you. Let that be enlightenment to you. Listen. I want to challenge you to do something. Everyone here, and if you don't want to accept it, you don't have to. You don't have to. I'm going to do it with you, all right? When we have an attitude of gratitude, there are so many benefits. So many benefits when you are thankful. And not only just like thankful on the inside, but you communicate that. You write it out, you speak it, you tell it. People that give gratitude, you can go study this stuff out for yourself. And I thought about having some statistics and some different information, but you can find that yourself. People that have gratitude and have that kind of lifestyle, it changes your meant like how you comprehend information. It, it gives you a longer lifespan most of the time. You have, better, you have better relationships with people. There's just so many benefits. And it's a biblical thing. It is a God thing. It is a Paul, what Paul wrote about tonight. And I'm going to be honest with you as I've been before. This is the thing. This is the thing I struggle with more than anything. It's just being thankful. It is. It really is. Like... I know. And so this is something I've been praying through for a while and working on and working through and the Spirit's helping me. But the Lord has is, is laid on my heart just practical things to do 
to retrain my mind and retrain the way I live and the way I view life. And so well, this is what I want to do. I just want to, I'm going to take some time and I'm going to give some thanks. Okay? Just so you just have some examples. And what I'm going to do is here in a minute, we're going to turn some music on. I'm going to bring this table over here. I'm going to have someone actually bring that over for me here in just a minute. We're going to set the table right there. In the box is a little notebook, a notepad, I mean. And there's 60 pages in it. 60 pages. And I'm going to give you an opportunity just to write a couple things you're thankful for. Just keep it in the notepad and you take it home. And every day till the end of 2021, you write at least one thing you're thankful for. Let it be specific. It can be a moment. It can be a person. Whatever. The rest of 2021. And my hope is this, that at the end of the year, you can go back through and you can see all the great things in your life. I hope that it changes your attitude. It changes your mindset. And I hope it helps you develop a habit, an attitude of gratitude.